listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. On earth is that? It's a journey into comics network production. What? We're back. Yeah. It all started down as a wrinkle in his brain when they hit the brand new guy hit the pause the game setting out on a journey podcast into the masses formed a pop family kicking out your asses now the walking dead is dead and the end game was won but the war it isn't over because the battle's just begun the boys are back in action can't you see nate and brando laid down the ogs of jic what's up everybody and welcome back to the ogs and this is what we call a dry run because we're trying something completely freaking new today Something that we haven't ever done before. So if you're hearing this, it worked. <laughs> to say the least. I am one of your OGs, Brando. And also joining me here today is one of the other OGs, Nate. Brando, how's it going, my friend? It's going pretty good. It's good to be back in the saddle here again with the OGs. Of course, we took quite a long break. Longer than what I anticipated after the birth of my second kid. And... um uh, truth be told, I was probably ready to go right around the New Year's, but I had this idea. This thing was like swirling in my head. I'm like, I want to do something different. I want to bring the OGs back, and I want to do something more with it. And I want, I want it to be more than even what it was. Like the first eight episodes is like, that's like the preamble to me, like of what this could end up being. The warm up. Yeah, exactly. The warm up. But it's good to be back, man. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. I've been dealing with vehicle drama, which was fun. I almost got Electra zapped to death. That was fun. Um, in short, we did a show on Friday. I don't know when this is going to air, so this was back in the end of February when we did the show. But, uh, you know, we had you up for C2E2 weekend. Buckles came up. Tyler was here. And I didn't notice this until Monday morning, but my back tire on the truck had slowly deflated to nothing. Ah. And I'm like, oh, man, like my tire's fucking flat. What happened? I look and there's a screw in it, but it's a tiny screw. It just has punctured it in such a way and it's like trapped in between the treads. And I go, okay, I'm going to go get a can of fix a flat. I'm going to put the fix-a-flat in. I'm going to drive this thing to the gas station. I'm going to put air in it, and then I'm going to drive it home, and it's going to get that fix-a-flat into that hole and hopefully seal the tire, and I won't have any drama. And luckily, that worked. So yesterday, I had to go to Lowell to help V get her car jump-started so we could take it to the mechanic because it's got some drama. And I go there. Her car on the battery does not have it designated what is negative and what is positive. That is important to our story. So, <laughs> oh man. So, we hook up the battery charger first, and it's nothing. And then her stepdad brings some jumper cables because I forgot mine for some stupid ass reason. And I hook them up, and I'm like, "Try your car, V, honey. Come on." And she says, "Nothing's happening." And I'm like, "Okay." 
So then I'm like looking at the truck. I'm looking at her car. I go to to put some gas on the truck because usually if you push the gas a little bit, it'll help to, you know, when you rev it up, it like helps to increase the battery startage. So I hear V go, hey, honey, the uh, the jumper cables are smoking. And I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no, that's bad. So I run over and I look and I like assess the situation really quick and I barely touch the jumper cables and they are melting, literally melting. So I have to take my hoodie, I put it up on my hand, I rip the jumper cables off, it ruins my hoodie, gets melted plastic all over. But wait, there's more. Because I get the jumper cables off, we haven't got our car started. So then the neighbor comes, brings his jumper cables, helps us get the car started, explains how you can tell if you don't have it properly marked what's positive and what's negative because we were on positive, negative, negative, positive and we were just shorting that motherfucking thing out and almost ruined the truck battery too and that would have been some bullshit. So it took us three attempts to jump it before we finally got it jumped enough to where we could take it to the mechanic. The second and third time we jumped it, I had to use the melted ass, piece of shit ass jumper cables that I had almost just ruined. And had to be super super careful because part of the jumper cable's metal was just straight up exposed. That's how melted it was, my friend. Oh, no. Dude, it was brutal, to say the least. Um, I've been zapped by a lawnmower spark plug before. Um, Ouch. Yeah. It, it definitely, you know, it, it, it was proof enough that I was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely smarted. So I can imagine that a car battery would be even more so uh, intense. I mean, you remember like in WWE when they did the car battery to Shane McMahon's testicles? Or to Goldust nipples or something? It was uh, something. Well, Goldust, he got like electrocuted and got like the like the stutter, you know? That's right. And the deep down in the cock, cock, cockles of his heart <laughs> you know what just that dude deserves that. so many accolades for being like he's just like he's like what do you want to do and they and they say we want to do this stupid thing and he goes let's do it let's try it <laughs> sure, he's willing to do anything it, man. uh but yeah no like i remember old kane putting the the jumper cables up on shano max you know uh like like t- tangerines they're not quite grapefruits like Vince but t- tangerines and <laughs> he's he, you know he's tied up on the pole he's like ah and i'm just like he's perfectly fine and he went he he went on to have more kids so how bad yeah, is it really honestly <laughs> well uh, <laughs> how bad is it really it would have exploded his testicles clean off his body in the magical world of professional wrestling, all is well <laughs> as far as Shane McMahon's nuts go. Good. Um, you know, speaking of, that's See, why we were. That's why I, I went up and hung out with you, watched some wrestling, and got to hang out with Buckles and Tyler, and uh, got to spend the night uh, uh, up with you guys because it was it, after that and after we were hanging out, it's going to be too late to head home, and that kind of like prompted my topic for today. Uh, oh yeah, it did. You know, thinking back into the memories of of when we were kids, uh, you know, spending the night at other people's houses because I know you've got some stories. Oh yeah, 
for sure. And I've got some as well. So some of them we actually have shared together, which is what made me think of it even more because of the times that we would spend the night at Jason's and listen to him talking to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. You got the red glow. Yeah. Uh, but, Nate, since the theme was wrestling. Sure. And I, we, I, you know, we went up there to watch AEW. Why don't you tell the story of when you spent the night at somebody's house when you guys were going to watch the Invasion pay-per-view? Oh, this is a great uh, little history story of uh, of my past. So it's really interesting because Invasion was a storyline that was really special to me. I will never forget being in... Uh, I can't remember his fucking weaselly fucking name. He was our <laughs> seventh grade math teacher. Mr. Hughes, I think. Does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, Mr. Hughes. Mr. I remember Hughes, him. Kind of pointy-nosed bastard, if I can get my words out. He looked like a little short, like, Pee Wee Herman type guy. Yeah. So, I remember being in his class, and Brad Hardcastle tapped me. He said, did you hear the news? And I said, no, I did not hear this news. What is this news? And he said... WWF bought WCW, and I was like, oh, just like stabbed in my heart. I had had a very special spot for WCW in its prime. So the Invasion storyline was already special to me because it was some of those, uh, you know, former superstars from WCW telling the story. ECW gets involved, you know. And my buddy Bill, who used to swim with us, was like, hey, I'm getting that pay-per-view. It's going to be amazing. And I was like... Okay, can I come over? And he was like, sure. So let me brief the night. I get to his house. His mom's like, hey, we're happy to have you. And they're like, they're going to be tons of food, ordering pizzas. It's going to be a great time. She's like, are you hungry? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I'm hungry as hell. Like, what can I have? And she hands me an apple, green apple Granny Smith. And she tells me, here's a knife. It's fucking brand new. It is sharp. It will cut you, okay? That That's important to the story later. <laughs> Because, like, 30 seconds later, I cut the fuck out of my thumb, dude. I <laughs> sliced the shit out of my thumb. It was a deep-ass cut. And she's like, I told you it was fucking sharp. And I was like, my bad. Uh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> like, I was like 15 at the time. What the hell can I do? You know, 14 or something. So the pay-per-view is going on, and there's some matches. But obviously the main event is the match of most ire. It's the five-on-five, Team WWF, Team WCW, ECW, I think. Or maybe it was just Team WCW. I can't really fully place in my head what the timeline was. But right as soon as Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hits, the power goes out. And we're like, what the fuck? So then we realize there's a honking, big-ass old storm heading in our direction. And it's not just like, oh, a thunderstorm, some lightning knocked out the power for a couple seconds. It's like, hey, if you fucks would have had your ears open for three seconds, you would hear the tornado sirens clearly going off, telling you danger is coming your way. So we're like, oh, shit, there's going to be a tornado. What the fuck? We're freaking out and whatever. I look outside of the window at Bill's house and I see his completely steel fucking flagpole bend in half. 
And I literally just went, that is not good. So This is bad, you know? <laughs> that is not good. No, sir. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> that steel just bent in half and did not pull from the ground. That's some strong-ass wind. So we're hunkered down in the basement. We're, like, a little bit panicked. Power comes back on. You know, it misses the house. It does head towards Hoopston. I was, like, buzzing my dad, letting him know what was happening. And, and luckily, it didn't actually touch down. But... That delayed us being able to watch the main event. So we decide, okay, what are we going to do in the interim? Let's go out in the barn on the trampoline and wrestle. Guess what? The barn was not fully secured. So water had gotten in and was in fact on said trampoline. So the trampoline is wet, just in case you missed that part. And that's important to the story later, <laughs> which is right now as well. So we're wrestling on this trampoline. We're like six or seven kids. It's like Cole Strausser and Cody Strausser and Bill Hader and our friend Holly and one of Bill's cousins and another fucking person who I don't remember who is not important enough to remember for whatever reason. I'm there. And they start wrestling on the trampoline. We're all on the trampoline. Cole goes to jump. He's by the edge of the trampoline. He fucking literally steps through the trampoline. Four springs break off and shoot at his head. It was crazy. Luckily, he does not get injured. Or unluckily, depending on your preference of that individual. <laughs> <laughs> it could go either way so anyways we're killing time because we know that the pay-per-view is on in the house just playing the replay we go in we end up watching the pay-per-view it was fucking awesome we see the main event we see the turn which i think is stone cold turning on team wwf uh and then I listened to Alien Ant Farm's first album for like six and a half hours on the floor because I couldn't sleep because I was on a, a floor. Yeah. And and then that's the story. And then the next day, I think we had a swim meet or we had swim practice or some shit like that. And it was very, very like, oh, my God, I can't believe we survived type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, speak, speaking of sleeping it, sleeping over other people's houses, you know, like, you know, when, like when we were kids, I was always like something special, something fun to do, and you know, you you always end up in situations quite like that, uh, where somebody's life is at danger, or 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 you're out there doing something stupid. Because I got a story that could possibly incriminate some people. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I'm I'm not gonna reveal any names. Uh, the names have been changed to protect the innocents. The only people who who I will say was there was myself, our mutual friend Jason, and okay. uh, and uh, 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 William, a guy that we went to high school with named William. The other two guys I'm going to name nameless because they're the guys that <laughs> they did some shit. So apparently, like you know, we we were having a big sleepover, we're hanging out and whatnot. And we, you know, we were out there running around, causing trouble, and then we were, you know, we we ended up just walking the walking the mean streets of Rankin, Illinois, which is not mean at all. It's just very dark and very boring, and it's only six hundred people that live in that town. It's even more bleak now than it was when I was a kid, 
why, you know, driving through town now, it's like, wow, does anybody even live here? Does that, is that sign accurate? 600 people? It more, it's more like 30 now. But, you know, we, and on your kids, left, you'll see the famous Casey's, the only thing in Rankin. Pretty much. Yeah. That gas station is the only thing that's there anymore. Other than they still have two bars right next door to each other. Then on Sundays, they have the Lions Club, which is also a bar. So, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Priorities, right? Uh, so, we were walking around, and one of our nameless friends says something along the lines of, Hey, guys, this, this guy made me mad. This guy pissed me off. So, we're going to play a prank on him. Okay, you guys stay right here. And, and, and we were down the block aways. Like, we're going to go up to his house. You stay right here. And when you see us come running, you run. And I'm just like, well, this doesn't bode very well at all. <laughs> they're they're going to do something. Sounds fishy. So we're sitting there waiting, you know, me, Jason, and William. We're, you know, we're just there talking, you know. Next thing you know, we heard a loud crash. And it was loud. And we all just we just looked at each other and didn't even wait. We just ran. <laughs> we're like, nope. <laughs> fuck this. I ain't waiting for to see somebody running. I'm taking the fuck off. And we ran all the way down like maybe half a block and then we hid right behind this car that was parked, you know, uh in like this driveway or whatever, right outside of this house. And the other two guys, they come running up and they and they come around and they're down there with us. And they're laughing and whatnot. And we're just like, what did you do? He's like, no, oh, man, just like, don't worry about it. And then as, as, as we're there waiting, we're just waiting to see if anything happens, whether this guy comes out of his house, comes looking or, you know, whether, whether he called the police, which there wasn't really much police presence, but there was like one, one cop in town, possibly if there was one in town. I got a story about a cop too from Rankin. We'll talk about. And we're just sitting there waiting. We're crouched down. We're hidden down like solid snake on on the on, on the other side of this car. And one of these dudes, the nameless dude, starts letting the air out of the tire of this car. <laughs> he's like, Jesus. He just lets it down. And he's looking at us. And we're just like, what the fuck? And he's just laughing. <sighs> so we leave. We head back to the other nameless kid's house, and when we 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 sit there and we just talk for the rest of the night, we just talk. You know, whatever. We turns out they broke his satellite dish. Oh shit! Yeah. So, First of all, asshole move. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know what kind of beef these guys have with this guy. I don't know. What I do know is that I'm at home by myself. No parent, none of my parents are home. I'm not, I'm not even sure what I was doing. I'm probably playing video games, something. It was like a Saturday, whatever. I'm at home by myself, and there's a ding dong at like right at my door, and I walk right up, open the door, and there stands those two individuals with their moms. And what? I've got to, I've I've got to back these guys up and say they say, I didn't see them do anything. Because to be fair, I didn't see them do it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. And uh, what's funny is that they were trying to argue that like 
the dude said that he saw one of them lift the other one up and grab the satellite dish and yank it down. And he's like, I can't even lift him up that high, which is bullcrap. He's strong as hell. Yes, he could. But he's trying to say, I, 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 I can't do that. You know, he's, like he's too heavy. And what's funny is that I said, <laughs> and I saw the look in their eyes. I saw the color drain from their face for a split second when I said, they didn't, they didn't do anything while I was with them. And they're like, no. And I'm like, and I was with them the whole time. <laughs> I did a little pause and then they're like, Oh, <laughs> just to see and, if you could get them on the hook. Well, and they, the moms bought the story and they, they found me to be a credible source. <laughs> Never run for, I mean, I guess you could run for political office if you seem credible after that story. I guess so. I mean, I, Hey, I didn't do nothing and I didn't see them do anything. Fair enough. And I didn't even know what they did. I, I, I think they might have said, but like, I was like, I don't know, dude. I was just there. <laughs> I mean, come on. Okay, I'm gonna see if I can uh, if I can play a guessing game. Uh, I'm gonna give you three initials of people who I think the names might be. The only you and I will know what these initials stand for, so it's not gonna incriminate any people. Okay. I guess one person might be J H. Negative. Okay. Or J-A, no. also known as Toothless Indian. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. No, it wasn't him. Or T-R, maybe? No. Interesting. So these are maybe people that I'm not even aware of. I guess I'll have to find out off air. I mean, you definitely know one of them. Okay. It has sprinkles. Oh, <laughs> okay. Swish. I so, was on the right path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you were pretty oh, close. Oh, which means the other one was, uh, uh, what the fuck, BT maybe? Nope. Okay. Nope. Nope. This, this, uh, this was before you came along, and this guy ended up leaving for the military at some point. Ah, Okay. All right. I'll tell you off air, and then, I mean, you, you might remember him, and you might not. I don't know. He was ahead of us in, like, in like in grade, like, by a couple years. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, I said that I also had a Rankin Cop story that goes with sleeping over, and I, listen, if you were a part of this, I don't recall. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't. I know that I was staying at Jason's place, okay? And Jason's like, hey, we should go hang out at the park. And maybe you, again, I don't remember Brando, so sorry if I don't include you in the story that you are definitely a part of. I, I can't I can't recall. It's been several, several years. It's been some time, as it were. So we go to the park. We're sitting in Jason's car chilling. I think Hallie is there too, maybe. Uh, we're just talking and whatever. Up pulls a cop, and uh, this specific cop's nickname was Farva, if you'll remember. <laughs> uh, uh, which, uh, yeah, okay, so funny, well, yeah, okay, so anyways, we're talking to him, just bullshitting, but we're also trying to get him to not pay attention to us, because it's kind of weird this cop is just, like, hanging out with us, you know? 
And so Jason, just being Jason's like, hey, I think that dude was driving through town with his bright lights on. And the cop's like, oh, let me go get him. And he jumps in his car and he goes fucking flying. And the guy didn't have the lights on. So the cop gets to the stop sign in Rankin where the four-way stop is outside of town there on, uh, what is that, 9 and 49. He yeah. turns around. And we're at the park in Rankin. And we see this car driving in town. And then all of a sudden this cop flies ass up on him, hits the lights, and pulls this dude over right dead in front of us. Like, it's a show, man. Like, he's putting on a show for his friends. All right? <laughs> so he, you know, goes to the side of the car. He has them roll down their window. He asks for the license and the registration. What's that smell? I think I smell alcohol, <laughs> young sirs. Get out of the vehicle. The guys get out of the vehicle. The guys are now out of the vehicle. We're watching this happen. He's searching in the car. He finds... A cooler full of booze. He gets their license. He realizes they are all underage. And here is the fun game of the day. What will Farva do? Is he going to let these guys go? Is he going to arrest them? Is he going to call their moms? Who knows? Find out right now because I'm going to tell you. So he fucking. Oh, this is so great. He's like, hey, you guys are underage. You can't have this shit. He's like, so here's what I'm going to need you to do. If you don't want to go to jail tonight, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to watch each one of you open one of these things of booze and pour it out right here in front of me. And they poured out all of that liquor, dude. And then he sent them on their merry way. Wow. Dude, yeah. it was That was a wild time, man. I was uh, way back when. For sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, speaking of spending the night at Jason's, he, he used to talk in his sleep. And you mentioned the red glow. We were both there for that one where he just like he started mumbling. And I spent the night at his house enough to know when he's mumbling, just go with it because you never know what he's going to say. And that night he's like, he's like, you know, you, you tell they're evil because they got the red glow. <laughs> there was another time though I don't know if you were there for this one sure. he started mumbling and I'm like oh yeah he goes yeah I want my fucking calculator <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he went back to sleep <laughs> give me that Texas instrument you motherfucker <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> What was up? He was pretty pissed off. He wanted his fucking calculator back. I, oh, I know for a fact on the OGs in the first part of the like what we're called the preamble season one or whatever. I I I told the the wine story at Jason's right. The line, wine, W I N E. Wine, oh, yeah, wine. yeah, 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 yeah. Where I thought I was gonna die because I had wine for the first time and I couldn't poop. <laughs> yes, yes, you did tell that story. Okay, oh. good. Uh, I just couldn't. I couldn't recall. So there was one night, and and this is gonna be a preamble for an episode that we'll probably do in the future, talking about the band. Um, but this will be told then as well. So, but so you guys get a sneak peek. 
about how we came up with the name Draxus for the band. And so the original band members were myself, Jason, and William. William's like, I can play drums. I used to play drums before I moved here. Okay, cool. That was like a long time ago, dude. He goes, oh, yeah, dude, uh, I'm going to get myself a drum set. We're going to start. I'm like, cool. I'll get a guitar. He's got one already. We'll start playing, right? And and we started trying to come up with you know band names, right? That's hard to do. When you're trying to come up with an original band name that no one else has taken, so hard. So we came up with, I want to say Osiris or something Osiris. was. Now there's a band called that. Uh, I heard their name not too long ago, and I'm like, ah, they stole our name, damn it. Um, Wasn't it Rise of Osiris? I see. It was something Osiris. I can't remember what it was because like, we had a couple of names. And not one of us were married to, like, not all of us were married to a single one. Like, there was, like, Jason liked that one. I thought it was okay. William thought it was okay. So that was, like, the one that we went with for a minute, right? All the other ones were, like, I had a few that were, like, nah. William had a few that was, you know, we, me and Jason didn't like, you know, that kind of deal. So I, I remember we had, this, we, we, we had the long talk in the kitchen. As Jason is making himself some food. <laughs> you were skitching in the kitchen. And and then we're like, all right, I guess that's it. Because we literally, that's the only one that we can at least halfway agree on, right? All right, fine. We'll, like, we'll just do it. And then Jason ate. Me and William were waiting for him, for Jason, to be done taking a shit in the bathroom for us to leave. We were going to go out and we were going to go hang out and like walk around and shit. And, and you know, me and him are out there just talking. I don't know who, you know, who knows what we're talking about. And out stomping from the bathroom with a purpose is Jason with a magazine. It says, Draxus. We're like, what? what? What's that? He's like, our new band name. Okay. <laughs> did you literally just pull that out of your ass right now? <laughs> he goes, yes, I did. <laughs> Quite literally. And then, you know, I think it was like a name of like some sort of paintball company. And we're like, well, we can't spell it like that, but we could change it. And that's where I came up with the the D-R-A-X-S-I-S spelling. And then, of course, the, the, the abbreviation D-X-S. Hell yeah. And so, like, I was already, like, on that level. And they were, like, uh, not yet. Like, they were just like, we have a name. <laughs> it sounds badass. Like, all right, cool. And then we went and hung out, and then we never actually did anything together <laughs> as a trio. It never happened. It never uh, came to be until Halloween 2003, where you and Mason got involved. And we're going to get into that story when we do the band episode. Oh, yeah, folks. It's going to be a juicy boy. And it's probably going to be too much for one episode, and we'll probably have to split it. Because there's, like, two different... Three different distinct eras of that band. Yeah, really. And two yes. of them, I, you know, two of them I was a part of. And then there's like, I'm not sure if you want to call the one in the middle or the one at the very end. Like, where where, where do you put that era? Like, I say the middle era was more different than the era of the end because the era of the end was just a uh, the same band with a different guitarist in your shoes, right? There was nothing changed. The songs were the same. The, the ideas were the same, driving towards the same kind of goal and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the second era, right after you left the first time, 
was a totally different musical experiment and experience with me, Tony, and Mason kind of running the gamut of all of us playing all of the instruments at shows because it seemed like it was, look at we what we can all do, talent showtime. Yeah. Well, so, we're definitely going to get into that at some point in the near future as we discuss our past band that we were in. And uh, that's going to be something really cool to dive into. Um, man, is... Uh, I was trying to think of like there was like I remember there was another sleepover like like uh, story that I had and it was about spending the night at Preston's and and, and I know you've done that yourself I, I don't think you and I ever spent the night together there but me and Jason sure did and I remember one time that we did is when we were starting up our own backyard wrestling federation yeah and it was. Jason, myself, and William were brainstorming this thing at school because we were really bored. And we came up with our own backyard wrestling federation. And uh, we needed a trampoline, and Preston had a trampoline. Uh, so Preston's like, Yeah, let's do it. That's awesome. And I'm like, All right, but like, you know, let's kind of like do this right. Like, let's learn how to do some stuff. Like, like we're really going to know how to do shit, right? Uh, trying to actually be a pro wrestler. Um, but it was really fun. <laughs> the, the funniest thing was is that we mimicked what we saw on Tough Enough on the first season of Tough Enough. We had the wrestlers just yelling <laughs> at like these squibs and, and, and nobodies and and making them run. <laughs> and that's me and Jason did that to Preston and his brother. We were just like making him run. It's like, no, you get get do you think you're really gonna win any championship like this? I don't think so. You better keep running. And there's pressing huffing and puffing. <laughs> like like me and Jason don't need to be running too, but we were just the ones yelling at them. We're the coaches because it's our idea, damn it. Yeah, I know, right? Who the hell are we gonna coach anybody? We don't know shit. <laughs> oh, that's oh. funny. But like, you know, we actually ran it uh, like an actual wrestling promotion where we tried to come up with storyline ideas with people. We brought in a lot of different uh, local kids and had them start wrestling with us. Uh, the thing is, is that everybody was on the same page for the most part about it being a work. You know, it's like, you know, we, 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 you know, we talk about a program. I was sort of like not just the lead creative guy. If you, if you want to say that, but I was the guy that booked a lot of the matches and who won and who lost. And I tried to be fair because, I mean, these are kids, you know, we're, like we're all trying to have fun. Um, but Preston's brother didn't really like that. And like I had a story for him and everything. It was going in like in a certain direction, but it was going to be after uh, this, this other story between myself and William, because we were like the top two guys. Jason was right underneath us along with Preston and then his brother and then the other kids. Um, but we were trying to book Jason. Jason wanted to be undefeated. That was his only ask. I want to be undefeated for a while. So I had to work around that. He can never lose. Okay. So he's got to be in there eventually with like me and with William and not lose. But we got to find a way to, to have it end without us winning or without him beating us. Because, you know, if we need to look strong... Here we are, where these like freshmen and high school kids or like sophomores trying to figure this like this stupid ass fake wrestling shit out. 
Man, if but, we had just kept up with it, we would have had the idea for AEW first. Well, something. I mean, all right, so <laughs> it all came to a head because we all had our own interest music, right? You could do whatever. You can have whatever interest music you want. We had a little stereo out there and everything. Uh, the one thing that I wanted to do that I was never able to actually do was take their old swing set and put a uh, cloth over it to have an entryway. Yeah. Uh, I, I always wanted to do that and was never able to. We, we got really creative. Uh, another idea that I wanted to do, as I'm, as I'm deviating from my main story, you know how they have That's casket fine. matches? You know yeah, I, a, I know yeah. what you're about to talk in about. And T-I-A-T, right? T-I. Okay, so this idea was called Trapped in a Trunk. Yep, T-I-A-T. And we were going to, you would lose by getting tossed to a trunk and slamming the lid down. And that would be the end of the match. Like, it's such a weird, it's like, this is all we can do. It's the closest we can do to a casket. Is it like, I, I can pull up my dad's car and we can just throw him in there and slam the door shut. Um, but uh, Preston's brother, Andrew, wanted my entrance music. And I said, no. Of course. I, said, I, I That's the one I chose, you know? He goes, well, it's not fair. I want it. I'm like, dude, you can have all this other stuff. You know, it doesn't even have to be like an actual wrestler's music. You can do anything you want, anything that you like. And he was hard-headed. He said, I want to wrestle you for it. I said, I told you no, because I wanted it. And I called it first. And he still wanted to wrestle for it. So it's one of those things where you finally get tired of telling him no, that you get in there and you're wrestling. And, you know, uh, this isn't, this wasn't a work. He was actually trying to like really kick me and hurt me. Uh, and so he did something where he, where he jumped at me. Cause, cause he was little, you know, he, uh, he's not like he is now like a, you know, a normal sized dude. He was smaller and a lot of, uh, really agile. He could do all these flips and shit. And that's why it was really cool to do stuff with him. Cause Literally, he could fly around, and we could just, like, bump for him, you know? Uh, but he jumped up at me, and I grabbed him and choke slammed him down and folded him up like a wallet. And it kind of hurt him. <laughs> but literally, he had just turned in trying to kick my teeth in. And I Serves forced him. him right. I forced him into a pin. He got really mad and upset and went inside and... And... uh Tried to get us in trouble for it. And, you know, it was like, well, why can't he have the music? It's like, well, because I called it. You know? We were all doing this together. It's like, hey, I want this. You know? Had he said, hey, man, could I have that? When I said that? Maybe. But that's the one I want. don't wait till we've already got into it and then try to take it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And Anyways. uh, Just the idea of me and Jason standing there. Being coaches, forcing these guys to run their asses off <laughs> for no reason. What are we doing? <laughs> We're just yelling. I'm glad at them. I wasn't a part of that. I got to be like a territory worker. Whenever I could come to town, I got to wrestle. But if I wasn't <laughs> in town, I wasn't a part of shit. So I got to be a part of a few matches. And then, of course, 
Preston and I carried that tradition on a little bit after a lot of everybody had kind of stopped the backyard wrestling. And I remember one time, dude, we went to Goebel's house. We snuck into his garage because no one was home. And I knew there was a stop sign in his garage. We brought <laughs> the stop sign to Preston's house so I could get choke slammed on it. And then I could hit him with the rolling thunder on it. And we did that. And then we finished our match. And then that was it. And then we put it back. It was ridiculous. Like, I can't believe we did that. Yeah, we used cookie sheets. Uh, and then I remember, like, when you won the belt, you got to take it home with you, right? You're the champ. We shouldn't have done that. Yeah. We shouldn't have done that because because William was the champion at one point and his dog ate the belt. Fuck. <laughs> so then he was like, shit, man, what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, I got this leather jacket. Let's cut it up. <laughs> So, so we cut his leather jacket. Oh damn! And, and hot glued the plates to it. It looks so crappy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, there are plenty of other sleepover stories, but those are the, just the ones that come to mind right off the bat. Uh, a lot Chappelle of stories. Show sleepover story is good. Yes, uh, they. <laughs> Have we told that on the show yet? I think we told it last season. Uh, I'm pr- I'm fairly certain, but uh, that was just one that sticks out in my mind. Uh, trying to think, other times that we've had sleepovers. Damn, I got one. I, this was a four sleepover. It's when the weather got really bad, and it was like the day before Thanksgiving or something like that. And uh, okay. And uh, I remember, like, getting stuck in Hoopston because we were doing something at your house and the weather got so bad that your dad's like, you're not going home. Nope. I'm like, it's not that bad. He goes, nope, you're not doing it. You're at my house, my rules, you're staying the night. I'm like, all right, dude. And so I, I remember. And then we got Pizza King. And then me, you, your, uh, your dad, and your sister, we started watching White Chicks. He got it on pay-per-view or something. <laughs> oh my god you were there for this <laughs> yeah <laughs> please continue please continue to tell this story i'm so glad that you remember this because i get random flashes about this shit sometimes it's fucking hilarious <laughs> so if anybody's ever seen the movie white chicks there's a scene where uh the wayans brothers are of course they're disguised as white like college chicks right and they're with their their girlfriends having like a, a sleepover themselves or something, and th- they have this big floppy dildo. You remember this, Nate? Oh yeah, because okay, so so let me continue the setup. There's the scene where there's the dildo, and I know it's coming, and I feel the awkward coming on. But I am so oblivious to what is going on that when the scene starts, my dad on the super low key shuts the fucking television off. And he's like, oh, what the fuck happened? He was trying to play it coy. (laughs) And I just, because I'm fucking me, man, and I just want to solve problems and make the world a better place. I just jump up, run to the TV, and push the button and turn it on. (laughs) And then... I think I don't remember exactly what he did if he tried to shut it off again or what, but I did it a, I think a second time, and then it was kind of the realization of what was going on. He was trying to make my sister not see the dildos, 
and and then I fucked it up. Because <laughs> she's 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 flopping it all around. <laughs> oh man! And then I remember uh, finally going home the next day. You know, early in the morning, thinking we're going to go family Thanksgiving, and we did not go to family Thanksgiving because there was an accident of some sorts. And uh, let me just say, at the time, I, I was scratching my head about it because I wasn't sure how it happened. But my dad said they got home, and my mom went inside the front door, and he, he, and now they had been drinking, so there's that. Sure. Like, but he said that he thought one of the tires was low. So he said he got out to check the tire, you know, before he put the car in for the night because of the storm. Okay. And uh, the car started rolling forward. Oh, shit. Without him in the car. And hit the garage? He hit the garage door and drove through the garage. Fuck. Needless Yowch. to say, uh, my mom, I don't think she ever believed him to this day. I think she thinks that he just drove right through the garage door. <laughs> 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 just didn't look, got in the car and fucking went for it. And like he realized like, oh. after he was through it that the door wasn't open yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. So, classic Tim Stone. Love uh, it. Now, you know, me being a, you know, able-minded high schooler was a little bit like, you know, eyebrow cocked, like dad, dad, did you did you do it? <laughs> he goes, "No, it fucking went forward and I dove in the fucking car. Look at my fucking bruise." I'm like, I'm not trying to say that I don't believe you, but you can tell me if you did. I won't tell her, I promise. <laughs> a few months ago, a few months ago, uh, do you believe... Uh, it, 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 was, it was before Owen was born. Uh, I think I packed up... No, I got home. I got home with Wyatt. Uh, it was probably one of the times that I picked him up. We and my uh, my wife Caitlin had a uh, had a doctor's appointment for the baby, and uh, I, I met her there. Picked him up because it's always easier to, for her to do her thing without having another kid. We get home. I open up my garage door, and I go. I, I I throw it in park, and I go to get out of my car, and my car starts going forward. Oh shit. So, with me halfway out of the car, with my kids still in the car, we're going towards the... Now, my my garage door was open. (laughs) Thankfully. Still. Now, what did happen was, I I got in there, and I'm like halfway in the car, like, I'm like with my right foot, like, where's the damn brake? (laughs) And I find it just as soon as the front of my car hits the side of my house. Okay. There, there was no extensive damage. I think it left like a dent on like the wood, but on my front bumper, I literally like wiped it off. You know, there's a little bit of a paint scuff, but there was like no actual damage. But when I hit the brake and I went to go slam it in the park, it was already in park. Weird. 
Yeah. So then that here is I am. Super bizarre. Here I am, age 33, and I get taken right back in time to when my dad did it. And I'm like, maybe it actually fucking did. And she had animosity for him this entire time. Unfounded. Dude, that's crazy as fuck that it like, you in that moment became your dad, man. It was like, it, it, you know, in the moment I was too busy to, and like too, like, you know, wide eyed and fucking trying to stop my car thinking, oh my God, I'm an idiot. I left it to drive. What the fuck? Then to appreciate the, yeah. And like, as soon as I hit the brake, like I hit the, I, I, like my car hit the side of like my garage and I, and I went to go slam it in park and I, it couldn't slam any harder in park. It was already there. And I'm just like, what the hell? And then Wyatt's like, that, what just that's happened? That's fucking freaky. And Wyatt's like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, nothing, Bubba, nothing. You know, uh, the, you know, the car just went forward. He goes, did we hit the house? I went, ah, nah, not really. He's <laughs> trying to downplay it. Like he, like the first thing that Kate needs to hear when, when she gets home is him running up to her. He was like, mommy, daddy hit the house with the car. <laughs> I'm like, stop you let me explain it? She'll so like, shut up for a second, kid. I got to <laughs> tell her how it really happened. Come on. You're gonna get me in trouble. So I, you know, I pull her, I pull her in like in reverse, you know, and, and put her back in in place. Put her in park and sit there and wait. And just is like, Did all right, go? no, no, it didn't move. So then Sons I did, bitches. I did what I should have done the first time, and I just took my keys out of the car. There you be, go. Be, because uh, for some reason, I didn't turn the engine off. When I went to get out of the car, to get him ready to get out of the car, I didn't turn my engine off. That's the only thing that I didn't do. I bet you do that every time now. Yeah. First you event, bet your car ass. off. Well, I mean, we, when you consider that, that the cars that I drive are now, you know, brand new or newer within the last few years, Subarus. And they're really good cars. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, uh, now this isn't like a knock on Subaru brand. Subaru brand's a good brand. Uh, every single car manufacturer has some level of recall or another. Uh, whether totally. it's minor. There could be a modicum of different things that cause a car to be recalled. Sure. And, and a lot of it is uh, it's uh, part manufacturers, not the actual, like, uh, you know, Subaru's fault or Ford's fault. It's whoever made the part for them that they put into the car. It's like, it, it's the supplier's fault. Well, I got a thing <laughs> right after I got rid of that car. I got a thing in the mail about a recall for that, uh, for that tenure of, of year, of, uh, like of the car I had. And one thing that, that was, that was in the recall was the uh, transmission. Slipping out of park and just going into drive. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, dude! It and kind of bad, that, man. Like really bad. Yeah. Well, like you know, apparently it happened to some other people, and they went ahead and they found out there was a flaw within the transmission that would occasionally cause this. And there's only been a handful of of occasions, and mine was one of them. But they never found out about it because there was no real injury, there was no uh, real damage to either my house or the car, and so. Like there was nothing to to complain or call them about. I was like, oh, that that was just a freak accident. 
And then after I turned the car back in and it's like, hey, everything's fine, you know, I didn't bother telling them about it because you can't even tell I did it. Or not yeah. I did it, it did it. But it no was like, all right, whatever. No need to draw you know? attention to a problem. You know, it's like, hey, you know, like it, they, they took it back and I didn't get charged with anything. Everything was fine. Perfectly fine. And then I got that thing in the mill. It's like, hey, you're uh, such a such year cross track needs to get brought in for a mandatory recall for this transmission. And then when I read the the description of what it was doing, I was like, oh, wow, yeah. You know, it, it, it can happen. And to this day, like I said, I do wonder if my mom doesn't hold animosity for my dad for something that she thinks he did when he was just drunk and he really didn't do it. Have Have you told her that happened to you since it happened to you? I can't remember. I might have, or I might not have. Um, Man, but that's like I, I need a... to. I, 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 you know what? I think I did tell my dad. I, I, I told him. He was like, I, "See, I told you I wasn't crazy." And then, because <laughs> he was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, uh, my mom was also going through menopause at the time. And so she was very, Yikes. she was very like on edge anyways. And, um, no, she like literally all day, like she was making food for us at home and she was like just in tears and she, and then like, uh, like unable to contain her own emotions. And I'm just like, it's, it's just a garage door, mom. <laughs> I we, feel you know, like, uh, that, uh. That Bob and Tom, man, I'm glad I'm a man song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It I know it can play hell with your uh, hormones and your emotions, but it's just like, it, basically my dad's just like, hey, just give her some space, you know? And I'm like, Mike, did you, did you do it? Did I, yeah. Just, just give her some space. I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying I don't believe you. I'm <laughs> just saying, tell me if you did. <laughs> I'll back you up. Because <sighs> there was Just one let me time. Know the truth, man. You know, there was one time where my dad was dead, like committed to these neighbors across the street. <laughs> you remember this? Oh my god! Hold on. I don't know if the phone glitched or what, but you just are like, "There's this one time my dad was dead." <laughs> <laughs> no, I said dead committed. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so he was... got me. I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't hear about that shit. Well, I mean, to be fair, just a couple of years ago, he pretty much flatlined. So, kind of, yeah. Um, no, this is longer than I know. He was convinced there was these neighbors across the street that were trying to break into our house, and these neighbors across the street were really like into like, you know, meth and drugs and stuff like that. I never even knew these guys. Um. My dad had met them and talked to them before, but he just noticed because my dad would be up all fucking night. He would just notice them hanging around, like and like getting like standing just awkwardly, like just standing out there by the street looking at our house. And he's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Right? Weird. And, and so he started like standing guard, like staying up all night, staring out the window. Waiting for them. To, and, and he goes in and they would come out and they would do it. They would stand out there and they would point. And th th there was even times where he would like, uh, 
stand or sit underneath this tree that was beside our house where there was a lot of shade to where like the street light, if you were underneath there, like they couldn't see you. And so he would just sit out there like for hours. Well, there was one night where they tried, they finally tried to get into our garage and my dad was ready. Now my mom is like, you're, you're freaking nuts. You know, I'm tired of this. And of course I'm getting a little, you know, you know, freaked out and you know, I just remember like being awake in my bedroom and hearing my dad yell. Of course, my dad has a loud voice anyway, but to hear him yell this loud, like basically they were trying to like pry open our garage door and he, and he could hear them on the other side. He could even like look out the front window and see them. They were trying to get it open. So he went to the garage and opened up the garage door. Oh shit. And yelled, you mother ever, ever. And then I heard a loud crash because he fell. Oh, shit. <laughs> we had a couple bags of, like, uh, saved aluminum cans. And he and the, the car was in the garage. And he tried to run through that. And he slipped and he fell onto the aluminum cans. <laughs> Chris, I hear that crash and I go running, dude. I jump up and I run out there. And the garage door is wide open. That was I go quite out there a commotion. And I, and I and I see him running one like running one way, and then going back the other way. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And of course, my mom's awake now, so she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You know. And he's like, "They were out there trying to get in our goddamn garage because I fucking saw him. It was a dude in a Carhartt jacket. It was this other guy in a hoodie, you know. And because I saw them, and they booked it and they ran. So now I'm on guard duty." That night, because I am not going to sleep now. <laughs> like these, you know, I don't. I didn't think they were going to try it again, but who knows? These guys are on something. And so, yeah, he fuck had, that. He, my dad had called the police, but of course, uh, like our town, we oftentimes don't have police in town. Like, like and right now, I don't even know if we do. So, police have to come up from county, which is Danville, which is like forty-five minutes to an hour away. So we got to wait for county and we're watching and, we, and, you know, and we're waiting and it actually ended up being like closer to two hours. And of course it, it, this is like, this is like two o'clock in the morning and my dad's, you know, you know, he told me before, like he, uh, he's told this other cop before that, you know, who had been in there, like he'd seen him and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, my dad's like, it, like it was that kid in the Carhartt jacket. I fucking saw him. You know, he took off down our house and went down the street, down towards the park. And went, and of course we're waiting. My mom's frustrated because she's got to get up and go to work in the morning. And, uh, you know, of course I'm supposed to get up and go to school, which I didn't go that day. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I stayed home. And we, you know, now I'm sitting there like, like just staring out like the window you know, and it's like twenty minutes later, and I see that I see that kid walking up, and like with a Carhartt jacket, walking back up, nonchalantly. Keep he, he's looking over at, at like at our house, like like holy shit, like is he still out there, right? And then he he went inside, because as soon as I saw him, I I I, I motioned for my dad to come over, and he goes he goes because that was fucking him, that was him, 
And then he's like, I wonder where his other friend went in the county. So I end up going to sleep because I, I, I was done. I was tired, right? And my dad woke me up when the county cop got there. He goes, hey, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. And the thing is, I was completely fucking out of it. I was dreaming that somebody was asking me if I saw something. And in my dream, I said, no, no, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anybody. The thing was, I was standing at my door with my dad talking to the cop. In real life. Oh, no. Telling the cop I didn't see shit. I never saw a guy. No, I didn't see nobody. And my dad's like, yes, you did. You saw the guy in the Carhartt jacket. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't see nobody. And then I came to. And the cop is leaving. And I'm like, what am I doing here? My dad's pissed off at me. Because he thought I was just fucking with him. And I'm like. Hey, hey, is is that the cop? He goes, yeah, it's the fucking cop. And he's fucking leaving now because you told him he didn't see shit. I went, I did? No, I saw something. I saw the dude, the car guy. I saw him. He goes, he's leaving now. I'm like, dad, I was asleep. He goes, you were standing here talking to him. I'm like, I was asleep. I just came to. So you didn't run to go get the cop? He was already like, Backing out and taking off. Shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made a report. That's all he could do. Uh, he, there was no real hard evidence that these people had done it. Uh, he wasn't about to go over there and knock on their door and ask them uh, because he didn't have any hard evidence. It was just like, we saw these people. We saw a kid in a Carhartt jacket, kid in a black hoodie. And there was a claim. You know, my dad showed him the spot where you could see uh, the rubber from our garage door was was pushed in from where they were trying to get a crowbar like underneath it. Damn. And but that was real, that was the only real damage. And it was just like he goes, "All right." He goes, "I'm," he goes, "I'm sorry, but we really can't do anything. I'll like I'll make a report. That way, if anything does happen again, uh, we have this report to go back on and we can build a thing." But he goes, "I can't do anything." <laughs> Chris, I probably didn't help matters by telling him I didn't see shit. <laughs> Great job, Brando. <laughs> On one hand, I'm sticking up for a dude. Or are these dudes breaking a damn satellite dish? And then, <laughs> and then I'm telling the cop I didn't see. Sh- see, I make a perfect politician. <laughs> I didn't see shit. Great wingman, too. I know, right? He's like, I didn't see anything. Oh, man, nothing. He goes, no, no. This is the point where you do want to say you saw something. Oh, my bad. It's too too late. Too late. You done fucked up. Oh. Oh, man. I was trying to think. Oh, I have another good uh, uh, sleepover story. It's short, but it is still pretty funny. So uh, I had a friend, John Burt. You know John. John mm-hmm. has a little brother, uh, Ethan Burt. Yeah. And uh, one year for New Year's, I stayed at their house for the New Year's, you know? And we stayed up all night. Well, John went to bed a little bit early, but Ethan stayed up. And I convinced Ethan the tremors were real. And I have never had so much fun in my goddamn life as telling a kid who's like 10 years old that tremors are fucking real and are going to come out of the ground and eat you. 
Oh, shit. He wouldn't touch the floor. He was jumping on the fucking shit, dude. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. It is funny because my cousin Zach, um, we, uh, he, we, he, he slept over, I believe it was when my uncle Andy died. And uh, they came down and they stayed. And uh, me and him slept in a tent outside uh, because it was like July. And sure. uh, he convinced me that werewolves were real. Uh, oh, my God. And like... In like these noises and stuff that we were hearing, he was telling he, he was talking all about it and how like um, how his stepdad got bit by one. Now they had to go to the hospital. He made up this whole elaborate story and got me to the point where I was actually like 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 like, like afraid. And uh, I remember he was like, "What's that? I heard it. He's out there. Don't move. Don't even breathe." And it was just my dad taking the dog out for a walk. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Little kids are so goddamn gullible. We'll fall for anything. We will, dude. We will. It's like, well, like, especially it's like, you know, like, like there'll be some skepticisms, you know, in there. But then once you lay it on thick enough and once you like really start trying to sell it, it's like, well, maybe it could be real. Shit. I don't know. I haven't been here that long. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Uh, as far as sleepovers are concerned, I had a lot of them, you know, when I was younger, and uh, I feel like a lot of them were centered around video game stuff. I can remember, you know, I think I'm pretty sure I pissed my dad off pretty good one time, telling him he had to drive in a snowstorm to take me to your house to stay the night one time. Uh, and it was like really bad out. And he was like, what the fuck are we doing? Why are we doing this? And I was like, cause we gotta, we gotta hang out, man. Brandon and I hang out, man. Please. <laughs> hey man. Hey man. I need a good friend, man. <laughs> oh my God. Stop it. That's terrifying. Ugh. Talk about spooky things. That's, I that's mean, you know, spooky shit. You know, we did it. We did JSC episodes on that, but we'll have to tell some stories uh, here on this show as well. Like, like, like at some point. Um, sure, I the love that the stories. train of our existence is making an appearance right now. Well, it's like the third train, though. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really trying to say like, I want to be in this episode. There you go. That was a I don't great know was. late delayed echo. No, that's the echo of it doing it like a couple streets down, and you hear it like. Ah, ah. The, yeah, I don't okay, know so why you're... that was so weak. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Note to note to train companies: Do not have Nate be your fucking train horn going through town. Ain't nobody gonna hear it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> out of the way, guys. Out of the way. So Sick. like. In Lafayette, they actually don't have the horn go through when they go through town. That's awesome. So, like, it's so weird. Like, I understand, like, but, like, for your area, there's, like, it's so residential right there that it's loud. Dude, literally those trains are some in, like, some people's actual backyards. I know, dude. Like, that has to be the worst night of sleep ever. You're fucking... Z and out, you know, doing your thing, and then all of a sudden, wah, wah, wah. You're like, what the fuck is this? 
My whole house is shaking. I don't like it. Hey, I have a funny sleepover story. I remember one time I slept over at your place on your wedding night, and that's completely ridiculous to say. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, because we saw Paranormal Activity. Uh, Oh, my God. It was a fucking crazy thing. Yeah, we all went and saw Paranormal Activity right after we got married. And, uh, like, there wasn't enough information about the movie uh, to say that it was 100% fake. Because... That dude, that first movie was really a really well done independent film, you know, like like to a point where you you would be kind of like you could kind of believe it. It was it was so like without any real special effects, like they were able to do so much with so little, and then but that, that's what made it make it come off as real. And of course, you know. Uh, I hadn't dove right into the paranormal, you know, investigation stuff, but some of the stuff that they were dabbling in kind of has happened to people, and it made it seem like, wow, this is crazy and nuts. And like they were like, you and somebody else were like, yeah, we're not driving home tonight. Yeah, I don't remember. I know it was me, but uh, I think that might have been it. No, uh, Maybe. it was uh, Kate, Caitlin. Katie, your yeah, Katie, Caitlin's friend. Yeah, yeah. No, you guys slept in the living room. Yeah, it was uh, that movie. I think the thing that got me in that movie is that I didn't, like, do any research about it. I thought we were probably going to go see Saw, so I didn't think anything of it. So then to have it be, like, completely documentary style and it just suck you kind of into this story. Ooh. And then, like, I even remember the next morning driving home, like, I'm still freaked the fuck out, and it is sunny as fuck. Fuck, <laughs> that movie has rocked me. It was something else, dude. That first, like, it, you know, they got a little crazier and sillier as, as it as it went on. Uh, m- more obvious that it was fake, uh, namely the fact that they, um, the, one of the actresses in the second one is actually played in a TV show called Jericho. Nice, I remember Jericho. Hell yeah, and. I recognized her from it, and you know, the second one's kind of like a prequel to the first one. And like we were actually going every year because they came out every single year on Halloween, which is you know uh, our anniversary, and so we would just go and we would see the new one, even if it was like okay, this is silly and stupid, like it like like they end up getting we like we eventually went, and I don't even th- I think it was the very last one we did not go see because I'm like I'm kind of done with it because they're just doing so much stupid shit with it. Because it's not fun anymore. Well, it, it just like it, they they didn't reach that level of that first one, which was just so, good, so gritty. Like the 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 thing was is that I didn't you know know much about it, but that ending to me was such a downer because that to me told me it was all fake, and that's when she screams into the camera as like a jump scare. Meanwhile, there aren't that many jump scares in the whole movie. Like it, it, it's more psychological. Like the whole like her standing there and rocking back and forth for six hours. Yeah, you know, creepy. You know, uh, it grabbing her leg and dragging her down the damn hallway, slamming the door. Um, I heard about two other endings to to the movie that I liked better. One of them was that she goes back upstairs and slits her throat in front of the camera. Dark. The other one, I've never uh, seen it. I think that one is like a special feature 
And I don't know where I heard of this next one, but I liked it so much as an ending because the ending of the first paranormal activity, uh, she goes downstairs and screams, right? And he's like, what? What's going on? He runs downstairs and he's like, whoa, what are you doing? And she's screaming, ah, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden it, it just stops because she stabs him with like a butcher knife or whatever and kills him. Damn. Well, Right, well, you know, that's the ending because then in the actual ending, she like takes him back upstairs and throws him at the camera. <laughs> it's like so weird. But in this other ending, she comes back upstairs without the, like the body, right? And just yeah. stands there rocking back and forth, you know, just like she did. Except this is now over a course of like a day where it like it fast forwards and you see the sunrise and it goes back down. And then, like the like the police finally come to investigate because no one's heard from them, and so somebody called, being concerned, and they find that, and, and you know the, you hear them talking downstairs, and it's still on that one camera in the bedroom, and she's still rocking, and you hear them. They find the body, and they start yelling for her, right? And then, right when they come upstairs, that demon lets go of her, and she's freaking out because now she's covered in like dried blood. And there are cops there, and they see the blood, so they draw their, you know, so they draw their pistols, and they're just like, you know, they're like, like, you know, the ground, you know, like, back up, put your hands in the air, because now they see her covered with blood, body downstairs. Hey, this is this seems like a murder, right? And they come into the bedroom, and she's like freaking out and like, like, like screaming, and like, like what's happening or whatever, right? And she's like crying, and they move into the bedroom. And they're like, and like, put your hands up right now. And when they move into the bedroom, the fucking door slams behind them. And the and, and, and it makes one of the cops jerk and shoots her. Whoa. Because, <sighs> yeah, you know, because it startled them. I'm like, that is such a good fucking ending. That's got like a genuine twist feel to it. I know, dude, and, and it, I'm not saying that that seemed any more real. I just think it seemed more real than her screaming at the camera because it, it was a jump scare. And all the way to the end, it's like they had me like, wow, is this real? And then that was like, okay, it's not real. They did a really good job, and it was still creepy. But honestly, I'm not saying that was what really drove me into wanting to do it, but it kind of was because I'd seen the TV shows before, you know, Ghost Hunters and stuff like that. But Sure you know, getting to see it on this other level. It's like, I don't want to go into that demon shit that, you know, that's fucking whoo. That's some deep shit. But like to be able to actually go and investigate some places, I think that'd be really cool. And then of course we, you know, we got to, and, and, and you even tagged along for one of those. And we actually started at your house too. Ooh, goddamn. That's a story for another episode. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. My friend, uh, yeah, dude. I I, uh, I don't even know where to go from here. I'm like a little bit stunned thinking about well, uh, being stunned by fucking paranormal activity. Okay, so you know what's funny? You said that in that story a long time ago, a long time ago, but the story in the beginning of the episode where you talked about right when Stone Cold's music glass shattered, the power went out. Do you remember that happening again when uh, with ECW, One Night Stand or whatever? Yes, I absolutely do. I was so <laughs> mad. Uh, because I remember it was me, you, uh, Tony. Was anybody else there? I can't remember. 
Um, Maybe Presto was there. Yeah, because I was about ready to start work soon, actual work, and uh, you know, come uh, you know, because I got to come over and hang out and not do anything the next day because I wasn't working yet. But like, I remember like the power went out right when the glass shattered. We're like, wait, what? And like, oh, and we didn't get to watch like finish it because like they had like, hey, dude, we need to get heading home because you know, it was like midnight or whatever. Ugh. I do recall Gosh, that was. Man, and then I think that happened again. I don't remember if you were there for WrestleMania 22. The power mm-hmm. went out during WrestleMania during the Mark Henry Undertaker match. No, but uh, <clears throat> me and I think me and Rob were watching it at my house uh, over the internet uh, on WWE.com, and we had an issue where I think the power might have went out for a little while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because then, like, um, we ended up taking cover in the hallway for a while, and then he left. And then, when you bought it on on uh, WWE.com, you had access to it for twenty four hours. And so, when I got home from work the next day, that's when I finished WrestleMania. Nice. Yeah, man. You know what? I I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode for us just chilling out and talking about some old sleepovers. Uh, oh yeah, we you know we had talked about having more than one topic or conversation, but I think this is going to be a good good chopping block for this because this is something new and I got to put this all together and uh, to it's go the too long, This this is a test or run, and hopefully we're on a test. Hope, this is a test of the emergency broadcast system, the emergency podcast system. Oh, you got me there. <laughs> I wish I was as Anyways. clever as you sometimes. Shit. Uh, dude, I, I came up with that back, um, back when I was doing uh, sort of live uh, with Rob. Uh, I came up with the tagline that like like the following is is a test of the, of the emergency podcast system. Like, and, and I was gonna try and work that into like to the intro somehow. But uh, this has been a test, and I hope it went out well. And I, I'm gonna be working on it for the next little while. And uh, we're gonna hopefully bring this episode to you as soon as we can. And uh, we're going to come back with some other episodes. We have a whole list of stuff that we've kind of come up with some stuff to kind of talk about. And we're also going to be doing um, uh, more of like a segment at the end of each episode where they're not going to be tied to the topic of what we're talking about. They're going to be a standalone thing. And uh, we're going to start doing some of those as well in the coming future. But, Nate, thank you so much for joining me this week, dude. Bro, I'm glad to be back on the OGs. You guys can check us out on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com or get us on Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, Apple Music, TuneIn, and many others. Just search Journey into Comics Network. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, which might be a thing, hit the subscribe button below. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. We're going to try and grow a whole other avenue for you guys to enjoy and digest us. That way you can actually watch us conversing with each other and picking our noses and you know, instead of just listening to us. And, of course, as, you, as Nate said, we're on podcast services all around the entire globe. Just search Journey to Comics Network. We're going to be there. I'm not sure uh, about what day yet, but we're going to get that hammered out. Uh, whatever day you're hearing this, is, is that's going to be the day. That today is the day, Brando. That should be the episode title. Today is the day. Whatever. Okay, I'm not sure what day that's going to be, but I can guarantee you it ends with Y. It ends in day. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad to be back here on the OGs as well. And and uh, going out to all you guys, I hope this uh, podcast has found you guys well. And I uh, hope you guys are healthy. And I hope that each and, each and every one of you has a great and fantastical day. Until next time, I've been Brando. I'm Nate. And we will see you guys later. Peace out.